G'day humans, what's a good blue? Welcome to episode number 66 of Wrestling Hostile Talking Weekly Wrestling Wrap. Alex, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic, champ. How about yourself? Yeah, really good. Thank you for asking. Um, wow. I suppose off the top, anyone who wants to leave holiday feedback, text or audio, um, leave it through the Facebook, Facebook Messenger type thing and we'll uh, get to it on our Christmas holiday show. Uh, but I suppose now it's December. Alex, you've got some big news on the Dogwalker Oxfam Challenge front. Yeah, we finished the November Walk Challenge for Oxfam Trail Walker. Um, 302.67 kilometres to be precise. Uh, averaging over 10 a day, which was my mental goal that I didn't think I'd be able to achieve. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Um, yeah, I surpassed my fundraising goal and everything, so I'm very stoked with it. Um, I'm going to leave the links in my profile or on my pinned tweet on Twitter at Fruity is Alex and in my About Me on my description on Instagram at Fruity is Alex for a little bit, maybe for another week or so if you want to chuck in a couple of bucks there, humans. But besides that, absolutely stoked with it and yeah now trying to figure out what to do with my life because that took up a fair chunk of time there for a bit <laughs> yeah well congratulations again on all that um really well done thank you very much and not to mention it's given me the perfect tan from all that time in the sun so i'm looking like a suntan superman at the moment and feeling fantastic yeah, well, I suppose from there we go again to again to the wrestling of the week. Uh, any big wrestling news that you saw happening the past week? Uh, not really. Uh, sort of slacked off a little bit with my online parousing at the moment. Um, I did say, do you remember Jimmy Rave from the? The rock and rave infection from TNA. He was in a tag team with Lance Hoyt for a bit, and they had Christy Hemi as their manager. Yeah, they... I probably would if I saw a photo of him, yeah. Yeah, uh, bad news coming out this week that he has to get his arm amputated. So the, that's the one thing that sort of just took me by shock, that he got a horrible infection in his elbow and he has to get his arm amputated and he's going to have to retire. Oh, jeez. Yeah, so that's some pretty horrible stuff coming out. And, yeah, that's the only real thing that I can think of off the top of my head. You Can you think of anything to touch on? No, I wish I had something a bit happier to touch on, but, yeah, no, sadly. Um, yeah. So I suppose without any more delay, let's get into it because it's a supersized edition of the wrap this week. So let's get started. Let's start, do this. Start off on Wednesday, November 25th, 2020 for Impact Wrestling. Impact sees a knockouts tag team to, uh, knockouts tag team title tournament first round match where Kira Hogan and Tasha Stills defeated the Sea Stars, Ashley Vox and Demi Exo. A non-title match where Crazy Steve defeated Rahit Raju, who is the X-Division champion. A singles match where Kimberly with Deanna Perazzo defeated Killer Kelly with Renee Michelle in her corner. A singles match where Swoggle defeated Ethan Page. 
a singles match where Falabar defeated Sean Davari by DQ, and in the main event for the Impact World Championship, Rich Swan retained, defeating Ken Shamrock. Uh, Alex, did you catch Impact this past week? I did, actually. Um, I was really excited to watch it because of I like stupid things in wrestling, and I saw the stuff about Hornswoggle dressed up as AJ Styles, and I got excited. <laughs> um, uh, I, it mainly got me motivated to watch this episode of Impact because I knew for sure I would get to hear Get Ready to Fly again. And it was pretty cool to hear that song, even if it was for a Hornswoggle entrance. Um I actually loved that whole stuff. Like, Ethan Page is so good at just, like, uh, being treated the fool from time to time. He's fantastic at that stuff. Yeah, I I thought this was a pretty okay episode of Impact. Um, Yeah, you got anything to touch on? Um, Is Killer Kelly signed to Impact? Because if so, that's a great signing for a women's division anywhere in North America. I'm honestly not too sure. Um, yeah, that would be a fantastic signing if that is the case. Um, speaking of which, with the her match with Kimberly, what did you think of the Susie Sue Young stuff? Yeah, it was all right. Like, she's going after Deanna there. They've sort of traded the title over the last month. The the little gimmick of uh, Sue Young walking past Susie on the entrance ramp. Oh, yeah, sorry, completely over my head there. Um, I like it. Yeah, I, I thought it was creative, and whoever the fill-in was for Susie, because, like, Susie had her back towards the camera, so you couldn't tell that... So you couldn't see that it wasn't actually Susie. Um, whoever the fill-in was did a fantastic job like, it looked exactly like Susie. I thought it was really, really cool. And it's the sort of stuff you can get away with in an empty arena. So why not do it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, my last note here is, can Shamrock, a world title contender in 2020, did he ever challenge for the WWF championship while there? Uh, funny you asked that. Um uh, December 1997, we are a month away from the... We're a month past the Montreal Screwjob. Who is your first world title challenger on pay-per-view after Bret Hart's gone? The world's most dangerous man, Ken Shamrock. At uh, WWF In Your House, D-Generation X, Shawn Michaels versus Ken Shamrock for the world title. I'm going to have to go and rewatch that later. <laughs> Dude, it's it's actually a pretty good card. Um, there's a weird match between Sergeant Slaughter and Triple H. Yeah. Um, I suppose, other than that, do you have any other thoughts or just a, a ranking this week? Uh, what did you think of the wrestlers' court stuff with uh, Johnny Swinger and Johnny Bravo and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, it's all right. Uh, was it locker room talk, mass and rain there? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I thought the wrestlers' court stuff was just one segment too many. There was like four or five segments of it. It just 
It was just a little bit too much. Also, my worst nightmare in wrestling happened again. I got my worst, like, the worst announced team in WWE history is now announcing Impact. Matt Stryker and Josh Matthews. <sighs> Snooze fest much? Jeez. He's a, he's a teacher and the other one sat under the learning tree of JR. Yeah, yeah. Um, no? <laughs> I guess so. Um, Matt Stryker just... I hate him so much as an announcer because he's just like, hey, everyone, notice that little, like, smarky sort of reference I chucked in there? See how cool I am? Does the internet love me yet? See, I threw in that little smart mark reference. Love me, please, internet. Shut up, striker, you dickhead. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Thumbs up for me this week. I thought there was a lot more positives than negatives. Yeah, I sort of touched on the negatives just because that's what I do sometimes, I guess. Um, But, yeah, most of this show was pretty good. Um, Yeah, thumbs up from me. Just please, no more Matt Stryker on commentary. Like, Josh Matthews is bad enough as he is. Yeah, I suppose moving on from there. Normally, when I go and get a wrap or a kebab, I just get a large. But this week, I thought, you know what? humans have been pretty kind with our patience about episodes so i thought you know what i'm gonna do some extra homework and order myself a supersize speaking of supersized oh god you <laughs> didn't did you i watched all elite wrestling dark from wednesday november the 25th you feeling all right man <laughs> do we um do we so... need to send someone to check on you <laughs> maybe I seen full credit. I seen um, John Ceno, very affiliated with post wrestling. Uh, the up next guys has his own podcast series. I seen him tweet out because he does like a lot of these shows. Not a lot of people talk about like dark and main event. And tweet out, AEW Dark was good this week for a three hour show. And I go, why is your is your podcast this week three hours or something, or is it three hours all up? You watch this week or something? What? No, no. Dark this week was three hours in length and 17 oh matches. <laughs> Why? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm just looking at your notes. Never does your, like, rundown of match results not contain itself to one page on Microsoft Word. Like... Oh, that's insane. Oh, my God. Let's have some Ooh. fun here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Big Swole defeated Nampress. Duck Order, Reynolds and Silver defeated Aaron Solo and Jason Lee. Trent with Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy defeated Michael Nakanakanakanakazawa. Red Velvet defeated Trisha Price. Private Party defeated Baron Black and VKS. Caitlin King defeated Rochelle... Rochelle Chanel, Sammy Guevara defeated Marco Stunt, Penelope Ford defeats Dream Girl Alley, a tag team match where Diamante and Ivelisse defeated Genocide and Lady Frost, Brandon Cutler defeated Adam Priest, The Gun Club, Austin, Billy and Colton defeated Cesar Benoni, KTB and Seth 
Gasaurus, the Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus defeated the Panda Express, Super Panda and Ultimo Panda. The Hybrid 2 defeated Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison. The Acclaimed defeated Alex Chamberlain and Damien Fenera. Sure. Matt Matt Seidel defeated five of the Dark Order. Peter Avalon in the co-main event defeated Fuego Del Sol. And in the main event, a three-way tag team match where the Dark Order, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson defeated Joe Janela and Sonny Kiss as well as the Chaos Project, Luther and Serpentico. Wow. Um, (laughs) First of all, when when did the gun club get bigger? Where did this other gun come from? That's what I was going to ask you, because I have not watched Dark since that week where they did the double can out where the O had to go, and they were plugging that all week that someone was going to lose. Yeah, I didn't... Yeah, I haven't watched Dark in quite some time as well. Um, so Yes, yeah, so apparently the gun club has extended, so apparently Billy's just found another son, I guess. Good for him. <laughs> So we're a year now with Dark, and what is the purpose of it? Because at this moment, its length is still all over the place. It's now the same length as Raw, and it's your B-grade show. What the hell? Yeah, it's it's like um, Tony Khan said in many interviews that Dark is just basically a televised version of tryout matches. With, like, it's just basically we bring in people that aren't signed and we give them a shot and we also have our guys that we're trying to build up or need some extra in-ring time so we give them matches on dark. And it's our way of sort of critiquing them, but why not put it on YouTube? That's basically what it is. Now, that's all good and well. Do you need a 17-match card that goes near three hours in length with forced YouTube commercial breaks? Yeah, the biggest issue is, should you be putting all of these matches on YouTube? You can have these matches happen in in the arena for all we care. For all your, you know, you want to... You want to evaluate people's performances or, like, see if someone's ready to get a contract or you know, see if someone's worth bringing in again. That's all well and good, but it doesn't need to be filmed. Yeah, because looking at all this, there's only one thing that stands out to me, and it's for all the wrong reasons. Like, can Naka 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 Nakazawa please stop with the mandible claw with underwear? Because they had a guest commentator this week, Olympic bronze medalist Anthony Agogo, and he was just speechless for, like, the rest of that match. Was he actually in the arena? Yeah, he was by Taz and Excalibur on the commentator's desk. So he's made his way over from the UK finally. So he was signed to AEW like in the first month or two of the company being announced and they sort of hinted that he was going to be a project for them to work on. So yeah, I'm very curious to see what they do with the go-go. I'm hearing nothing but amazing things about the commentary on Dark, though. Can you can you confirm that? Yeah, I'd say 
Uh, Taz and Excalibur are pretty good. Agogo had good spots here and there. Did they, did they have Ricky Stark on there for a fair bit again? Because I hear he's been doing like a full hour or something every episode of Dark. Possibly. Dude, this thing just went forever and I've forgotten half of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the best part about Dark is what it provides to Botchamania every week because it's now gone from insipid Taz commentary to awesome Taz commentary or whatever it is <laughs> because, like, Taz just goes on weird, hilarious tangents on Dark on commentary and Excalibur sort of just plays into it and it just makes for the best clips on Botchamania. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to watch Botchamania once we're finished recording to see if any of this show got got in there. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if some of it did. Uh, thumbs down. Like, if this was a compact maybe four or five matches in an hour, like 10-minute time limit matches in an hour, That'd be great. 17, 17 matches in three hours. It's all just flinging mud at the wall and nothing sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Why did they have to give Peter Avalon a win? <laughs> because Brandon Cutler got one. Oh, actually, before I forget, there was a promo from your favorite librarian. Oh, no. What's she doing? She threw the photos of Peter Avalon in the bin and said that she's the only librarian now. Something, something. I'm going to prove myself something. Yeah, she's not a good promo. <laughs> yeah, uh, it came across especially on this. Yeah. Um, what did you think of the acclaimed? Uh, in particular, Max Caster of the acclaimed. Because I see a lot of potential in that dude. From what I remember, good. But like I said, I wasn't taking extensive notes for this and it's all just a blur. Yeah. Uh, Max Caster is... He sort of does the whole he wraps his way to the ring sort of gimmick. But every Friday, well, Saturday morning for us Aussies, uh, Max Caster on Twitter does freestyle Fridays where he just does raps about indie bookings or whatever matches he has coming up and it's like full-on music videos and everything every friday he drops a new music video it's pretty impressive okay so judging by your taste in rap i shouldn't like it then (laughs) now i would say this is the more modern style of sort of like there's a bit of mumble rap in there, which I'm sort of iffy about, but you can just tell there's a lot of effort that goes into it, and I appreciate that. And here's another one of Brian Myers' uh, pupils. Okay. Um, yep. Yeah, overall, thumbs down. Like, fix the length for your show. <laughs> yeah, just get rid of it. <laughs> get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, let dark be dark. Oh, man. So, switching up the order this week, uh, we go to Thursday, November 26, 2020 for All Elite Wrestling Dynamite first. Haven't done this for a while. Yeah, let's do this. Oh, man. Uh, Matches were singles match, Adam Page defeated John Silver, then Powerhouse Hobbs defeated Lee Johnson, a tag team match where the Hybrid 2 
hey, these guys are hardly ever on dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> Defeated Top Flight, uh, a tag team match where the inner circle team of Chris Jericho and Jake Hager with the other members ringside defeat the SCU team of Danielson Kazarian. The AEW Women's World title was on the line when Hikaru Shida, the champion, retained against Anna Jay, who had Dark Order members 5, 10, and John Silver in her corner, as well as Tay Conti. And in the main event, the Butcher and the Blade, with the Bunny in their corner, defeated Death Triangle, the team of Pac and Ray Phoenix, who had Penta Al Zero Mierdo in, a... Mierdo in his corner. Alex, your thoughts? It was a build-up episode of Dynamite. Uh, in hindsight, doesn't really stand out too much to me. Um, although I will say, like, if you didn't mark out seeing, like, if you didn't mark out for the entire, like, Cody and Taz confrontation, you're missing something in your soul, man, because that whole back and forth about, like, Cody talking about trading Taz's son... And then we get to see the Taz mission again from Taz. Like, that was awesome. Yeah, maybe the old guy shouldn't be putting your current star in a submission hold, but it was still awesome. I loved that so much. Um, yeah, I suppose. Did we forget to mention the other week that there's a new graphics package in opening? Yeah, I, I like it. I like the... Um, I like the wrestling intro videos where they have like the wrestler in front of a green screen or whatever in the studio and that and they're doing their thing and right in front of the camera instead of like just clips of them from episodes of dynamite sort of inserted in i like that yeah absolutely um can i just say i thought Hikaru Shida versus NJ was one of the best AEW Women's Championship matches not on pay-per-view until we got the roll-up on Jay by Shida where we lost signal at the two of free count. <laughs> no discredit to the women. That was all a technical error. Yeah, yeah, that's... um, That's un unlucky, to be honest, for the women. Um... I'm going to make a really weird comparison here, but Anna Jay has so much upside. She reminds me of Avery. Yeah, I can see that. Maybe it's just the blonde hair and the dark lipstick, but I think Anna Jay's like, that's your future of the women's division. That's... It's like MJF. You don't put the belt on him now because you've got so many years ahead of him. Same thing with Anna J. Yeah, I'd agree there too. Um, can I just say, five hours of AEW in two days without a pay-per-view. To quote the great man, Jesus! It was just too much. I don't know what you're complaining about. I only watched two hours, bro. <laughs> hey. You put yourself through that pain, man. I thought I owed it to the humans after <laughs> so many delays. Uh, and then is AEW Winter next week featuring John Moxley versus Kenny Omega? Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually pumped for this. I'm pumped for Moxley Omega. I think the build's been a bit iffy. But, yeah. But um, I think this will 
this is going to be a chapter one in a longer story. Yeah, I don't like the name, like, AEW Winter. What are we going to get next? AEW Spring. Well, it's called Winter is Coming, not Winter. That's even stupider. <laughs> yeah, because, because Game of Thrones, man, everyone loves Game of Thrones. Uh, what, with what now? Oh, God. This is why I wasn't too sure if you understood my reference at the end of the during my post credits scene on Freddy's Ultimate Game Show because you don't know things like Game of Thrones. No. Yeah, okay. Uh, one of the biggest shows in the world for the past five, six years that ended last year. Weird timing to have a show referencing Game of Thrones because it's because it went off the air last year, but still it's cool i guess uh, it's a part of the tnt network family don't think so uh does tony khan own copyrights or stuff to it i don't think you can own the phrase winter is coming right <laughs> that's well, like owning the phrase how you going <laughs> it's such a vague like phrase yeah egan egan yeah. Uh, Shout no. out to Nathan Cracknell. <laughs> That's what you reminded me of. Um, yeah, I don't get it. Like, is it supposed to be good or something? I don't get this marketing. Well, it's meant to be a big show. Not where. <laughs> no, I was trying to stop you from doing that before you even started, but I failed. <laughs> Yeah, it's meant to be a big deal, but yeah, the the name is okay for me. I guess for someone that doesn't get it, it would be really jarring. Um, I'm pumped for the the show because I'm really excited to see Omega win the title. Yeah, um, yeah, I didn't get that reference. So I just thought it was called AEW Winter, and then underneath said "is coming," and I'm like, oh, okay, is coming next week, I guess. <laughs> I, I could see how someone that doesn't get it would be a bit confused. Yeah, th that's hilarious, though. Imagine if that actually was the name of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah we can save this discussion for off air. <laughs> that they could uh, bring back um, Katie Lee Birchall to play Winter. Maybe that's what this all is built for. She's going to uh, hypnotise Angelina Love again. Oh, God, no. <laughs> uh, thumbs down this week. But like I said, watching five hours of AEW in two days didn't help my scoring here. Uh, I gave it a very solid thumbs in the middle. Uh, yeah, I definitely think Dark sort of tainted your experience. <laughs> No, no, three hours was fine heading into the main show that's only two hours. Oh, man. Anywho, uh, continuing on, we go to the second half of Thursday morning. Uh, WWE for NXT in the US. Results were a singles match where Candice LeRae with Indy Hartwell in her corner defeated Ember Moon. Kushida defeated Timothy Thatcher. Cameron Grimes defeated Jake Atlas. A War Games had Advantage ladder match in the main event where Pete Dunn of Team Pat McAfee defeats 
Kyle O'Reilly of Team Undisputed Era. Uh, Alex, your quick thoughts on NXT US. Honestly, here we go. I've been defending this product for a little bit. I don't know why I've been so set on defending everything. Did this have to be a goddamn ladder match? Um, do you really need my answer on that? Exactly. Yeah, I, I'm I'm on your side now. They're just throwing gimmicks at the wall to try to pop a rating, and unfortunately it worked. So they're going to do it again because they won the ratings war this week. So um, I suppose one of the good things to happen at the opening of the show was Kevin Owens on commentary wearing his old NXT T-shirt under his suit. Get in. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I, I love Kevin Owens on commentary. I thought the Kevin Owens show segment with with everyone involved, who was it? The, um, the Undisputed Era on the Kevin o- Owens show? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I thought that was... I th- I thought that was really good. Like, Kevin Owens is fantastic when he's got the leash taken off him for a bit, but it's a very big week for Kevin Owens. Oh, yes. Um, Rom, there, do you get Ember Moon's new look and music? Because it doesn't fit a lone wolf biker-type character. I just don't get it. I don't. She's like a Mad Max, like, a post-apocalyptic woman, I guess. I guess that's her whole new gimmick is some, like, Mad Max biker chick. Okay. But, but like, that's at least what I get from it. Um, it doesn't do it for me because we've had no real explanation of anything about her. <laughs> yeah, and then um, Finn, in a, like, vignette says, the champion works Wednesdays. <laughs> that was terrible. Oh my god. Um, to be fair, I can't do an Irish accent. Not even going to try. So I'll give you props for that. But that that was still questionable. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So he's saying like the champion works Wednesdays, and it's like, wait, where the heck are you, mate? You're not even here this week. You're just phoning it in. Well. That was more of an appearance than he's had in months, you know? So good on him. He actually at least sent in a video. Hey, we get rare Ever-Rise match on NXT. Oh, wait, it's gone. (laughs) 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 But wait, something even better happens because the grizzled young veterans are on. Yes, Liverpool's number one. Get in. I like that dude. I've seen him a little bit. Uh, What's his name again? Um... Liverpool number one dude. Choose off if you hate Gibson. Choose off. If Zach you hate Gibson, Gibson, wasn't it? Choose off if you hate Gibson. Yeah, Zach Gibson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I've seen a, a little bit of his stuff and I thought it was very entertaining. He can roll up a crowd. So this is not the era to bring him back. <laughs> yeah. Um. I suppose I'm going to ask you this because I'm sort of unsure. What did you make of the Asian master vignette? 
I thought it was so cheesy, so stereotypical, just so like almost 1980s to the point that I loved it. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was so corny and just like, oh yeah, we got these we got these two Asian wrestlers and they've been taken away by what appears to be a Chinese triad slash Yakuza style group and they've been malnourished for days and all this sort of stuff and there's a mystery Asian master. I'm genuinely curious to see where this goes but that doesn't mean this is great. Like I can see how like I'm not Chinese by any any stretch of the imagination. I'm not Chinese. I'm only half Filipino so I can't say too much about this but like if it, if Chinese people are offended by this gimmick, I totally get it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, then the teams on platforms during the main event, like um, they had Cole, Roderick Strong, and Bobby Fish on one platform, and then Danny Birch and only Lorcan on the other, and piped in, this is awesome chance. That was such cringe. I don't know. I think the cringiest thing in the past couple of weeks has been thank you, taker, clap, 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 piped in to some guy that's still in his gimmick with makeup on. So, I don't know. But, yeah, the piped-in chance, they can get stuffed. <laughs> yeah, uh, I thought thumbs down this week. I agree. Thumbs Ooh. down. The one thing we forgot to mention was uh, old Ember Moon's leaving after the match and Tony Storms comes down to help her. But it's a swerve, bro. Because <laughs> <laughs> Tony's now heel and attacks Ember and leaves her laid out and aligns herself with Candace, so she'll probably be in that War Games match. Yeah. Uh, I think um, they're announcing it on social media because they didn't have enough time to do it on TV this week, apparently. Yeah. Uh, heel Tony Storm intrigues me. I have, I've never seen her work as a heel, to be honest. So have you? Because um, um, most of the stuff she's done in Australia, at least since I've been watching the Australian scene, she's been babyface all the time. So... I'd have to message someone and look really far back in the MCW archives, but not that I can think off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, and speaking to Aussies, um, Rhea's sticking around, it seems, and she's still a babyface. Like, they're playing two opposites of what they're suited to. Yeah. Um, Remember this time, like, around War Games time last year when it seemed like Shayna Baszler was sort of just lingering around the NXT roster and, like, why is she not being called up yet? Like, what are they doing with her? And then it comes Royal Rumble time, she makes a big impression and then she's called up. I think that's what they're doing with Rhea. She's going to have her official call up in the Rumble. Well, that's an interesting thing because uh, I was looking online for January pay-per-views that have been announced and the Rumble hasn't been confirmed yet. Usually it is. 
So I'm not sure if they're waiting to see if they can um, get crowds in or if they're just not announcing yet because they're not sure where they're going to be. Yeah, well, starting for the uh, TLC pay-per-view, they're going to be in a different Thunderdome. So maybe they're trying to see if they'll still have the, what's it called, Tropicana Field in Tampa or something. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, maybe they're going to see if they can still have that place. Or maybe, yeah, like you said, they're going to see if they can squeeze in some people. Because apparently this Tropicana Field place is outdoors. So maybe that's what they're looking at. Yeah. Um, uh, Yeah, so thumbs down this week. What do you say, Alex? Yeah, thumbs down. Kevin Owens is the only thing worth checking out on this show. And... Grizzled Young Veterans debut. If you say so. <laughs> um, honestly, I like the Yakuza triad, Zia Lee stuff. So, but if any of you, uh, any of you non-Asian people find it weird and don't know how to react to it, just enjoy it. Just enjoy the cringe factor. <laughs> okay. Thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't feel like you need to be upset about it. Just watch it. <laughs> oh, boy. Here's something else I didn't watch that you probably haven't. Friday, November 27, 2020 for WWE NXT UK. You're joking. You didn't, did you? Oh, boy. I wish I hadn't. Oh, God. So results were opening contest for the NXT Cruiserweight title. That's the Black Belt. Jordan Devlin, the champion, defeated Amir Jordan, a singles match where Jenny defeated Isla Dawn, and the NXT UK Heritage Cup title tournament final, where it's held under British rounds, six three-minute rounds. It's A-Kid versus Trent Seven. A-Kid pins Trent Seven in round number three. Then Trent Seven pins A-Kid in round six, meaning they'll go into sudden death overtime. And A-Kid submits Trent Seven in round seven uh, to win two to one after 21 minutes 20 of bell-to-bell action. I thought the Heritage Cup final was good. However, I was just sort of thinking about other things the entire night after watching the start of this episode. Yeah. Um, before you even get into it, Jordan Devlin returned. He is... Uh, problematic to say the least and I think we'll just leave it at that um, uh, what are they doing what are they doing yeah like also what are you what are you doing you watch this random episode of NXT UK but you refuse to watch a legitimate match of the year contender between Walter and Il- Ilya Dragunov come on man Yes, you wine told Walter Noam Dar. Oh, that's not a thing, is it? That's going to be seven stars in Cardiff, thank you. Oh, no. Oh, yuck. No, I don't know if that's actually going to happen or not, but but I wanted to now. Uh, uh, Alicia Fox, special guest ref? Sure, why not? (laughs) Um, Yeah, thumbs down NXT UK as we're sort of 
touched on Jordan Devlin's problematic. Uh, we sort of touched on that on the news special we did earlier in the year when a lot of allegations and stuff came out, and that's all we're going to say for now. Yeah, uh, honestly, he's one of the ones that kept... He is one of those ones that kept his job that I'm just scratching my head about. Yeah. Um, from there, another show that I watched that you didn't. What are you doing? What do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> um, oh, boy. What's that, wrong with you? I had lots of free time. Surprise. Yeah. Saturday, November 28th, 2020, for WWE main event, which sees Ricochet defeat Jeff Hardy in the lone match. Uh, Tom Phillips and Samoa Joe were on commentary, but it had a Miz TV segment with Retribution where Miz and Morrison treated it like a joke, including at one point R-Truth and the turkey running in. The gobbledygooker. Yes, that person. Oh, my God. Okay, um, why would you give away Ricochet versus Jeff Hardy, which was at one point a legitimate, like, high-flying wrestling fan's dream match, on main event? Oh, don't worry, it gets better. Okay. Because this first time meeting is ruined as Elias plays his guitar during the entire match. Oh, great. (laughs) <laughs> okay, now, now Bruce Pritchard can say on something to wrestle with in five years' time that, no, we didn't give it away on main event. See, we had Elias there the whole match. See, we didn't give away the match. Shut up, Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was it? Was it he says? Oh, I can't think of it. You'd know. Brother Love. Ah, no. You, yeah, that one, yeah, that one, <laughs> terrible. Uh, thumbs down. Pretty much just checked it out because, uh, listening to post wrestling, John Cena recommended it and just said this was insane. Some of this stuff, and I'm like, can't be that bad, surely. Um, yeah, so any Aussies listening, it is on nefarious beans. Or you can wait a month and it'll be on WWE Network just after Boxing Day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, not happening. (laughs) Okay. What about Saturday, November 28th for WWE SmackDown? I I watched this. (laughs) I actually watched a show that you watched. Here we go. Okay. So a non-titled tag team match where... Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode defeated the Street Profits, a non-title match where Sami Zayn defeated Daniel Bryan, Bianca Belair defeated Natalya, Murphy with Aaliyah, Dominic, and Rey Mysterio defeated King Corbin, and in the main event, Kevin Owens defeats Jey Uso by DQ. Uh, I have to say my Foxtel messed up the recording, and it started during the match of the Zayn-Bryan match. Oh, uh, no! Um, so, yeah, any, anything from those first um, few segments there that I've missed? Ziggler and Rude versus Straight Profits. Obviously, uh, just who cares? Um, just Ziggler and Rude are the black hole of feuds. Um, Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan was a absolute banger. 
except Sami Zayn did a brain buster on Daniel Bryan on the apron, and I just thought Daniel Bryan was just going to turn into dust. I was so scared. Did Corey actually call it a brain buster? Uh, I th- I think he did. I think he did. He tends not to, though. Yeah, it's usually if they shock him out of nowhere where they look like they're just going for the back suplex on the apron or something and then do the brain buster that he sort of just blurts it out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah go on. Go. <laughs> uh, I, I thought, yeah, Sami Zayn versus Daniel Bryan was just incredible. Um, I'm really looking forward to a longer feud with these two, even though they already feuded earlier this year, but earlier this year could be three years ago from all we know, because this year is just insane. Um, yeah. Give me more Zane versus Brian. You're a lucky, lucky man watching that match. <laughs> um, Murphy and the Mysterios are a heel, right? Because they had a four-on-one advantage against Corbin. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah, um, the thing I'm scared the most about is Corbin saying that he's going to get some help or something. He's going to even up the odds next week. Who could he bring in? Like, that's what scares me. Like, he needs to bring in at least two blokes and a, and another female... I guess. You know who's <laughs> the size of two blokes? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. It's going to be like Lars Sullivan and something, isn't it? We haven't seen Lars for a little bit. Oh, uh, yeah. Every time he pops up, something else in his life pops up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. To put it kindly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fun uh, sideways for me this week. Was there anything else you want to touch on there because my recording was chopping in and out during points of the night as well yeah it looks like we're going to get a kevin owens versus roman reigns feud which uh, which i am quite frankly all for have Uh, they ever had a singles feud like a long-term singles feud they did uh at one point um it was during kevin owens's universal title run where he had jericho as his lackey during that whole time, and yeah, uh, Roman Reigns had a few matches, a few pay-per-view matches against Kevin Owens for the Universal title before Kevin Owens would eventually drop the title to Goldberg. Um, oh, that reminds me. Old, not actual Bill, but Dwayne Gilbert uh, had a heart attack last week. Oh, yeah, I was going to... Yeah, I forgot to take note of that. Yeah, that's horrible. He was just at uh, a major wrestling figure podcast live show a few weeks ago. That's um, very good. Yeah, and he made a pretty cool surprise entrance and they did the whole Gilberg thing with the sparklers and all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, the the dude has made a living out of being a, a polite jobber. <laughs> Hey, there's nothing wrong with the job squad. Yeah, exactly. He's made a living out of wrestling. Like, a guy like that has made a living out of wrestling when, like, guys that are just completely jacked to the gills can't get a career out of it. So all the best to him. Hopefully he gets better soon. 
Um, yeah, yeah, you were saying about Roman and Kevin Owens uh, title match, possibly. Yeah, I, I think that's a really intriguing way to go. But did they need Jey Uso to beat Kevin Owens a couple of weeks ago or whenever it was? Because now that he's, we already know that Kevin Owens has lost at some point to Jey Uso in recent weeks, how can we take him as a credible threat for Roman when Roman just murdered Jey Uso in, in two consecutive pay-per-views? Yeah, that's a good point. I'm not really too sure. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they're going to build up Daniel Bryan for like maybe a Royal Rumble title shot. And the exact same thing, Jey Uso has pinned Daniel Bryan clean as well. So, yeah, they're not really doing a good job at building up faces for Roman Reigns, but Kevin Owens is going to talk people into the building, so to speak. Not literally these days, but yeah, it'll be fun. Now, Kevin Owens is so good on the mic, and everything he did, like staring at the camera, challenging Roman Reigns, was fantastic. Um, yeah, so thumb sideways for me. What about yourself, sir? Yeah, I'm going to have to agree. Thumb sideways. Kevin Owens, again, was the shining light of a WWE-produced show. Uh, very good kind, sir. Uh, from there, we go to more bonus stuff. WWE 205 Live. What? Oh, my God. You're insane. Yeah. Well, don't get used to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, singles match, August Gray defeats Aria Davari, who had Tony Nese in his corner, and Kurt Stallion defeats Raul Mendoza, who had Walking Wild in his corner. This show is still so WWE ECW. It just, it like, the wheels are spinning, but it doesn't seem to be going anywhere. Dude, I don't even know half the people you just named. <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> Between the two matches, there was a good promo from Santos Escobar with Laguerre del Fantasma beside him, and the Bollywood boys cut a promo as well, challenging, I believe it was Neeson Dabari. I didn't know the Bollywood boys still had a job. Yeah. <laughs> well, Nigel McGuinness made this odd comment. Oh, Bollywood boys are a good tag team. Look how good they were for Jinder Mahal. <laughs> Don't hinder gender. Yeah. Ah, oh, man. Uh, thumbs down. Yeah. This, it's good wrestling, and it's a quick half-hour show. But it just... It's going nowhere. And yeah. that's its it, biggest fault. It's It's got no direction, and... It's just, yeah, nowhere. <laughs> it's the E show. Yeah. Slightly above main event, because main event was one match, and then the three qualifying Raw matches from last week for the freeway. Yeah, well, at least on main event, you had some legitimate stuff. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Um, go down to Saturday, November the 28th, for New Japan Pro Wrestling, New Japan of America, strong number 17. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ah, uh, hooray, more stuff. Uh, singles match where Clark Connors defeated Logan Regal. A tag team match where ACH and Juice Robinson defeated Adrian Quest and Jonathan Clearwater. And an eight-man tag where Danny Limelight 
J.R. Kratos, Russ Taylor, and Filthy Tom Lawler defeated Fred Rosser, Jeff Cobb, PJ Black, and Rocky Romero. Um, wow, Clark Connors looks so much like Hangman Adam Page. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, Juice still has his Blues Brothers look, so much so that Alex and Kevin mentioned it on commentary with uh, Alex Kozlov saying, I haven't seen that movie. (laughs) Of course he hasn't. Uh, And then my personal highlight of the night, a new big Yochi-kun cleaning ad. (laughs) Oh, God. All right, I might have to tune back in. Um, It seems they've realised the meme-worthiness of these ads. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, we like a good meme or two. Mm, Thumbs up. Uh, Good, good little show. Um, just get the damn title off box and put it on someone who can appear on these goddamn shows. Mm. No, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> he's gonna drop the AEW title to Omega, and then he's oh. gonna go. He's gonna go to Japan, quarantine for two weeks, and then. By the time quarantine's over, it'll be January 4th, and he'll drop the title to Kenta. Yeah, didn't we say this about, um, what's his name? Uh, MJF. They'd lose it to MJF, and he'd go over to Japan. Kenta's already won that tournament before the G1, so I'll drive in the G1 and lose to Kenta, and then we can be done with this experiment. Yeah, well... It's going to happen. Uh, it has to be Omega that he's going to drop the title to so he can lose in New Japan because the timing just... December 2nd is his match with Omega. It makes too much sense timing-wise. It's going to happen. Yeah, plus his uh, personal life timing where he'll need time off next year. Yeah, exactly. They they need to do something. Ha, not having him allowed to compete in America and and not letting him bend that rule during a pandemic might be the scummiest thing Tony Khan's done. At least right. that I know of. He seems like a pretty good bloke, to be honest. But yeah, that's... The most I, Vince McMahon move out of all of Tony Khan's moves. <laughs> I I can see where he's coming from because he's still booking this very old-school uh, style booking. Wins, losses matter, so he doesn't want his world champion pinned by someone else. Although, yeah. didn't he then send... Then don't let him go anywhere, then. Yeah. Um, thumbs up, I thought. Yeah, it's just still holding pattern, waiting for new US champ. Yeah. Uh, no pay-per-views this weekend. <laughs> and Thank we go God. to... Yeah. Ring of Honor Wrestling number 480. Pure Rules match. Josh Woods defeats Jay Lethal in 14.03. And your main event, a singles match. Brody King defeats Shane Taylor in 12.37. They had an insert promo with the Briscoes on their chicken farm from Sandy Fort. Talking about, don't worry about that EC3. Okay. Yeah. Um, Thumbs in the middle, sort of going nowhere at the moment, it seems. Yeah. 
um, like I've said before, I have no interest in watching Ring of Honor again at the moment. Anyway, I might watch like Final Battle or something, but yeah, yeah. Um, what about this? Tuesday, December first, twenty twenty, for WWE Raw. Kick off with the aforementioned match built up on main event of Jeff Hardy defeating Elias in a Symphony of Destruction match. Oh, God. Uh, singles match where Retribution member Slappy with Mustafa defeated Ricochet. Non-title tag team match where Asuka and Lana defeated Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler. A singles match where Cedric Alexander with the Hurt Business in his corner defeated Xavier Woods, who had Kofi in his corner. The number one contender WWE Championship triple threat match. AJ Styles with Omos defeated Keith Lee and Matt Riddle. A singles match where Dana Brooke defeated um, Retribution's Reckoning with Mustafa in, his, in her corner. And the main event tag team match Drew McIntyre and Sheamus defeated the Miz and John Morrison via DQ. Alex, your thoughts, kind sir? Um, I'm not going to be defending Retribution today. I, at least Shane Thorne got a win. <laughs> but Ricochet doesn't matter anymore, so who cares? But he has um, his little patil when his music starts. Yeah, Ricochet is the worst. I hate him. <laughs> Imagine... He's a really good wrestler, but everything about his persona and his gimmick is just so cringy to me. Imagine if him and Kushida were still in Japan. Oh, super God. juniors with Hiromu and Robbie and oh, Taiji. By, by now, they would have at least experimented like Ricochet in the openweight division or even in the heavyweights. Like... Imagine that, like Ricochet yeah. tying, up, tying it up with Okada or something. But instead, Ishii we, more often. Yeah, Ishii. Like, instead, we got Ricochet versus goddamn Slapjack. Slappy. Yeah, old Slappy. Um, speaking of Slappy, Jeff Hardy slapped his the back of his head on the ring steps. Did you see that? Yes, and I wish I didn't. Oh, man, that was scary. Um, speaking of scary, did you see the clip of Nia Jax uh, running towards Lana, who's holding down the ring ropes? Uh, is it as bad as that battle royal with Dana Brooke? Uh, it's pretty bad. It's oh. just Nia Jax just being being very uncoordinated and having to coordinate a spot with another uncoordinated wrestler, unfortunately. Although I love Lana now. I am all about Lana. Doesn't mean she's a great wrestler. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, besides all that, I don't think there's too much worth talking about from this Raw. No. Raw sucks. Retribution sucks. Thumbs down. Yeah, thumbs down, bro. Um, uh, make kids cry, bro. Yeah. Oh, no, I just accidentally saw your TV champ, and it's the same as mine. Oh, well. Anyway, TV champ of the week. Mine is Kevin Owens. Yeah, I, I actually picked Kevin Owens as well. 
<laughs> I made it pretty obvious with what I was saying earlier too about how Kevin Owens carried NXT and then he carried SmackDown. So yeah, I, I can't change my pick. I, it has to stay with Kevin Owens. He deserves it. There's a point where I believe it's Vic Joseph who's the main male commentator on NXT and like they've got a graphic package of what matches are coming up next and then it's like the bit before they go to break and it's like, next up is the Kevin Owens show and Kevin's going, shut up, will you let me do it? And he goes, next it's me in the ring talking to such and such and then he stops talking and goes, Vic, say something, say something and they just have an awkward pause and then go to break. Yeah. Yeah, Kev's so good. We love Big Kev. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> Forgot about that. Uh, anyway, upcoming paper December the 6th, we'll see WWE NXT TakeOver 32 War Games. Wow. <laughs> December the 12th, we'll see Impact Wrestling Final Resolution. <laughs> December the 12th, we'll also see later that night. New Japan Pro Wrestling Finals of Best of the Super Juniors and World Tag League. Yay! Uh, December 13th, we'll see the Super J Cup from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Kind of, yay. <laughs> Should be more excited than that. We're about to talk about Arvok. Yeah. <laughs> December 18th, we'll see Final Battle from Ring of Honor. Uh... <laughs> December 20th, we'll see WWE Tables, Ladders and Scares. Boo. Uh, then moving into the new year confirmed so far is January 4th will be Wrestle Kingdom from New Japan Pro Wrestling. Night one, Tokyo Dome. Yay! January 5th, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Wrestle Kingdom. Night two, Tokyo Dome. Yay! And January 6th, New Japan Pro Wrestling, New Year Dash. Yay! Okay, do you have time for some R-Block? I sure do. Oh, boy. Uh, so, our block leaderboard at the moment going into uh, what we're about to talk is Alex on 91, Chris on 76. Night 8 at the tour was a World Tag League night on November 24th. So, we go to Wednesday, November 25th, 2020 for Night 9, Best of the Super Juniors. Opening match, Hiromu Takahashi on 8 points, defeated Yura, Yuya Yuramura on 0 Alex chose Hiromu, he goes to 16. I chose Hiromu, I go to 9, I gave it 3.5. Next was Master Watto on 8 with Hiroshi, Hiroshi Tanzan, who defeated Doki on 0. Uh, Alex had chose Doki, he stays on 16. I also chose Doki, I stay on 9, I gave it 2.25. Following that was Bushi on 6, defeating Ryusuke Taguchi on 4. Alex had chosen Ryusuke to Gucci. He stays on 16. I chose Bushi. I moved to 10. I gave it two and a half. Next, Taiji Ishimori on eight defeats Robbie Eagles on four. Alex chose Robbie. He stays on 16. I also chose Robbie. I stay on 10. I gave it a four. Uh, main event of the night, El Desperado on six defeats Show on six. Alex chose Show. He stays on 16 for the night. I chose El Desperado. I go to 11 for the night. I gave it 4.50. Mm. Yeah, uh, this sounds interesting. Um, without like going too deep into it, have you seen much of the World Tag League? No, not too much. Yeah, like, okay. I saw that little bit where it was like, 
hey, dick to goes here. Oh, for God's sake, no, 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 no more, no, no, thank you. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, night 10 was a world takeaway night, November the 27th. So we go through to Saturday, November the 28th, 2023, night 11th, best of the super juniors. Ryusuke Taguchi on six defeated Yuya Yuramura on zero. Alex had chosen Katamaru, who is now replaced by Yuramura. He stays on 16. I chose Ryusuke Taguchi. I go to 12. I gave it two and a 2.75. Next, El Desperado on eight versus Doki on zero. Alex chose Doki. He stays on 16. I also chose Doki. I stay on 12. I gave it 4. Following that, show on 8 defeated Master Watto on 8 with Hiroshi, Tan- Hiroshi Tanzan in his corner. Alex chose show. He moves to 17. I chose Watto. I stay on 12. I gave it 3. Uh, co-main event of the evening. Taiji Ishimori on 10 defeated Bushi on 6. Alex chose Bushi. He stays on 17. I chose Taiji. I chose Taiji Ishimori. I go to 13. I gave it three and a half. Main event of the evening. Hiromi Takahashi on 10 defeats Robbie Eagles on four. Alex chose Hiromi. He goes to 18. I chose Robbie Eagles. I stay on 13. I gave it five. Uh, Night number 12 was a World Tag League night. That's November the 30th. So there are three block days remaining before the final, plus the Super J Cup. You're on 94, my friend, after New Japan Cup of USA G1 Climax and the best of the Super Juniors to this point. I am on 81. You're ahead by 13. Oh, I still think it's too early to call it. Yeah, so this past week, you only got three. I got five out of ten. Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> Brad, yeah, Bree, you, Brad, Bree, Brad, 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 Brad. Yeah, it, it could happen. It could happen. Oh, just as soon as... Just as soon as I've finally figured out who I'm going to pick, too. Of course this happens. Oh, well, you can have them penciled in for next year or try to persuade me to buy them for a trade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so again, Alex is on... 94. I'm on 81. Alex leads by 13. If we somehow draw and need to go to tiebreakers, three-point total, Alex is ahead 6-0. to zero. Uh, Two-point total, Alex leads 6-4. to four. And then one-point total, Alex leads 82-77. to 77. So, yeah, those, those two tournament victories so far are really making the difference. Yeah, that's, that's saving my butt, that's for sure. Yeah, I risked it for the biscuit, and I didn't get any biscuit. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so with that being said, where can the good humans find you, kind sir? I think before we do the the plug, uh, you mentioned the word trade before, and on the latest episode of Fruity's Ultimate Game Show, I offered a secret trade to you. Um, and you said you'd get back to me, and I messaged you recently, and you said you'd address it on the pod. Ooh, someone's a bit impatient. Well, I just assumed this was the pod we were going to do it on, right? It is now. <laughs> okay, well, when were you thinking? Uh, next episode of Fugs at the start. Oh, come on, I need to figure out if I can, who I'm using. <laughs> 
Um, hang on. Okay. It is done. It is signed. It is sealed. It is delivered on your doorstep for you to sign off, kind Commissioner of WCW. So that is an agreeance. Yes. Bravo. Excellent. Happy to do business with you. Ooh, do we need to reveal it now or shall we reveal it at a later date on Fugs? Um, I, I reckon we, we save it for the cheap pop we each get out of this. Oh, okay. Yeah. We save it for the big surprise pop. Uh, ever, ever the showman teasing what's coming up next. <laughs> exactly. Ooh, speaking of which, we are going on a summer break. Well, Alex is. <laughs> so we're talking outside the ring for the over-the-top movie from 1987. Sylvester Stallone, arm wrestling, truck driving. I loved this as a kid. <laughs> I can't imagine why. Um, <laughs> following that will be uh, Monday the 7th for Fallout Down Under, where we're talking Underworld Wrestling Episodes 1 and 2. Man, uh, I've full disclosure, I was just watching so, uh, part of that today, and I did some Google searching and found out that one of the guys is woof, questionable at best. Not in the speaking out movement kind of way, as in the dude led a riot against the police to end lockdown earlier this year in Melbourne. Oh, God. Well, I suppose we can talk about that on Monday, possibly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wednesday the 9th, we'll see another edition of The Wrap before Friday the 11th, we'll see a Freddy's Element game show. Monday the 14th, we'll see uh, Aussie Wrestling and Kiwi Wrestling for November 2020. Wednesday the 16th, we'll see the final co-hosted wrap of the year before Friday the 18th, we'll see our R-Block review of Best of the Super Juniors and Super J-Cup. And we're going to summer break with uh, solo wraps on a Wednesday by myself. They'll just be brief ones. And Friday the 25th, we'll see part one of the holiday special uh, before January the 1st, we'll see part two. Uh, if you want to leave any feedback again, go to the Facebook group at WrestleOzStyle and leave your feedback there. It's the pin post. There's also a pin post on the Twitter that links you directly to that post. Insane stuff coming up, humans. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. Um, the episode's... Uh, that you're going to have without me, unfortunately, Chris. I think that's going to be fun. Remember the last time you did an episode without me and I just sent in messages for you to tell the humans for me? I think I might do that again. Yeah, um, it's just coming into Christmas, like full disclosure and transparency, uh, coming into Christmas, working hospitality, I'm going to be flat out. I'm not sure when me and Alex can coordinate for a couple of shows. Yeah, if we can, we will, but this is just pretty much having our bases covered if I can't. So if I if I can join in, that's a bonus surprise, but don't get your hopes up, guys. It's just an insane time of year. 
Yeah, indeed. Um, so, yeah, I suppose. Happy holidays. Uh, where can the good humans find you, Conter? Uh, Instagram, Twitter, at Fruity is Alex. You can find us at R- WrestleOzStar with an AUS on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Chris has been a good boy and put up some posts on there recently. I even chucked one up on there today, <laughs> teasing over the top again. Um, oh, boy, that'll be fun. <laughs> You can search us up on Facebook, uh, search up Wrestling Oz Style. Where can the humans find you, Concert? Yes, at I am Chris Funder. You can listen back to the entire Wrestling Oz Style archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time. Uh, if there's any medical professionals out there, can someone please check in on Chris? He watched the main event. Come on, guys. Help the brother out.